You're listening to the Shared Value Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Shared Value Project and the Shared Value Initiative. It's a place where leaders from around the world talk about the business of solving social issues. So it's Sarah Bailey from the Shared Value Project, and I'm here at the Shared Value Leadership Summit in Boston um, with Brenda Colatrella, who's the Associate Vice President, Corporate Responsibility at Merck, that operates as MSD outside of the US and Canada. So welcome, Brenda. Thank Thank you you. for joining us. Thank you. Nice to be here. Excellent. So we just heard from you at our um, Partner Ideas Exchange session this morning and um, you were talking about pioneering plays, leading with purpose and culture, purpose being the theme of um, the summit this year. Um, And so I was interested to talk to you about why it was important to embed shared value into your business. So as a, as a healthcare company, um, obviously our, our purpose is one of discovery and invention to treat and prevent um, deadly diseases and to address the, the greatest global health challenges. And you know, traditionally and for many years, um, we've pursued our mission and our purpose through our core business and through our philanthropy or our social investments. And the two were very much distinct from one another. Um, A few years ago, we were introduced to the concept of shared value, and I think we immediately saw the potential that shared value could have. This idea of mutually reinforcing social and business value just really resonated with us, and we thought it could be um, a very powerful catalyst uh, to our our pursuit of of our mission. Um, So we you know, we decided, okay, this is something we need to look more intently at. And we started to introduce the concept at the company. Uh, we were met with a little bit of resistance at, at first. Um, for some, they thought it was you know, the flavor of the month and was it just a sort of a, a concept that would be a fly-by-night kind of thing. Um, but we also encountered some concerns around bringing the social and the business together. We're a very conservative organization. Uh, we had some questions from both our compliance and our legal staff about how we would do that in a, in a compliant and appropriate way. So it, it, it took some time. Um, it was a little bit of a, a long and arduous journey <laughs> at different points, but it took some time to really demonstrate how this could be done in a way that would be perfectly appropriate and in the end would actually drive our social purpose as well as uh, advance the sustainability of our business. Fantastic, and I think that's something that would resonate with many of our members and and our, and listeners um, across the globe in terms of some of those challenges of integrating shared value into a business. So. Thanks for that honesty. Um, you talked today about uh, creating an integrated value or shared value toolkit for your organisation in order to uh, progress your activities internally. Can you tell us a bit about that? Sure. So um, in thinking about how we could advance the concept, we knew that we probably would have to come forward with something very concrete, give people something tangible, something they could sink their teeth into to really understand what did we mean when we said we wanted to use shared value as a mechanism for both advancing our business and addressing social issues? So the shared value toolkit is a mechanism um, that's designed to sensitize our uh, commercial and marketing teams to opportunities to examine social issues and try to match those social issues with a business solution that reflects our products, our services, and our, and our technical expertise. What we 
decided was that it needed to be uh, part of a, of a larger play. So we didn't want it to be a separate tool that sat alone. Um, and luckily, we had a platform, a business innovation platform that had been developed that had different um, innovation tools associated with it. And we were able to add this toolkit to that existing platform with its own menu um, and its its own set of uh, exercises and questions that would bring the user through um, a series of, of thought-provoking questions and, and understanding of what shared value was, again, to get their creative juices flowing. So in terms of the toolkit itself, I'll very just briefly summarize what it, what it does. So first and foremost, it educates the user on you know, what is shared value. Um, it also looks at existing projects to just make it more tangible and concrete. And then it also allows for the participation in what we were calling innovation calls, where our colleagues got together and brainstormed about different solutions um, around you know, making our products and our services more available and more accessible. It also helped to uncover social issues that our colleagues could look at and make that match, identify that potential business solution that would help to address the social issue at hand. Um, And that was something called our opportunity development tool that was part of the, the shared value toolkit. Then it took them through another series of, of slides and, and um, exercises that focused more on engagement, engagement with new partners, um, engagement with unusual partners, and also how to you know, generate solutions, how to co-design, generate, and implement market solutions, not only with existing um, customers, but also in potential new markets. And then finally, the fourth piece of it was um, around sharing their ideas and learning. You know, this idea that if you're doing something in, in one particular geographical area, could it be replicated in another? So there was a sharing mechanism that was part of the toolkit as well. Fantastic. Can you give us, you talked about um, an example that came out of that toolkit, I think in Hungary. Mm-hmm. Can you touch on that for us? Yeah, so in Hungary, um, our our team there uh, noticed that there was an unusually high rate of abortion, um, and there was a lack of awareness, particularly uh, amongst young women, about the contraceptive products that were available to them. So through a collaboration, actually, with midwives and medical personnel, nurses, um, they thought about, you know, what what would they need to do to make this um, sort of more, you know, to raise awareness around what was available. So they partnered with the midwives and with medical personnel to help to get information through um, health literacy, you know, how to put information, easily understandable information, out into the public domain so that those who are in need of services or products for that um for that issue could make good and appropriate decisions for themselves. And the idea there was, you know, not only we we do have a family planning business, but the idea there was to really improve the awareness and the health literacy of the population to, at the end of the day, impact the um, unusually high abortion rate and improve the availability and awareness around products and services that were available. Thank you. And and why was it important um, for you to integrate the uh, shared value toolkit into your existing business platforms? So we thought that in order to get 
good uptake of it. Um, making it part of an existing platform made good sense. It would be just one more tool that we were equipping, particularly our commercial teams with, as they thought through, how do we do a better job of making our products and services more affordable, more accessible? Um, interestingly, the uptake was slower than we had hoped. And I think that was because it was more of a passive engagement. The platform was available, but not everyone necessarily took advantage of it. So even more recently, um, to increase the use of the Shared Value Toolkit, we added it to a, an internal uh, learning platform that was developed that we call Access University. And it's actually a training program with different modules around the, the topic of, of access and innovation. So we added the Shared Value Toolkit, toolkit to Access University, which is an online on-demand platform, but it's also um, an in-person facilitated training course that is taking place in different uh, regions around the world. So it was a more active way of promoting the toolkit, making you know, increasing awareness of the toolkit, and our expectation is that as it becomes more widely known, the usage and the utilization will increase. Excellent. And finally, how is Merck using the SDGs to advance shared value? So this, and I should have probably mentioned this with the toolkit. So first and foremost, this is, you know, SDG 3 is core to our business. Um, as, as you look at what we do as an organization, we are, we are firmly aligned with SDG 3. That said, there are seven, six or seven other SDGs that we have also prioritized where we feel we can, we can make a difference and we have both the obligation and the opportunity to address. The toolkit itself um, actually uses the sustainable development goals as a framework for helping people and the users think through what are some of the potential issues that we're facing as a society and how can those issues then help to inform um, and catalyze business solutions. Um, beyond the toolkit, we're also looking at uh, how we can raise awareness of the sustainable development goals, and we've done that uh, through a series of interviews with uh, some key business leaders at Merck. What we found is that our employees didn't necessarily understand or relate their day-to-day -day work with the SDGs. So by having these leaders talk about their day-to-day -day work, what they were trying to accomplish, and how those ladder up to the SDGs, it actually helped increase awareness and understanding of the SDGs across the organization. We've mapped our existing uh, initiatives to the SDGs, and we're now analyzing those initiatives to see, can we do more? Can we scale? Can we do better? And then also looking for gaps. And then finally, um, we're starting to, as of last year, we started to report through our corporate responsibility reporting on how the work that we're doing is helping to address and advance the sustainable development goals. So we see them as, as very integral to what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think from my perspective, the greatest advantage has been that it's brought a common language, not only internally, um, so that we're all speaking about the same things in the same way, but even as we engage with uh, partners and other stakeholders, we all now have a common framework and a common language to use, and I think it's made the dialogue uh, much more productive. I do have one last question. Okay. <laughs> I did say finally before, but one last question. Uh, the, the opportunity development tool that's part of the broader toolkit, mm -hmm. can you just tell us a bit about some of the, perhaps the questions that you tease out through that tool, sure. how that works? Sure. The opportunity development 
tool component of the toolkit is really designed to help the, our colleagues, the users, to think through what other opportunities are out there for either their market, for their particular franchise or therapeutic area. And what it does is it asks a series of questions just to get the juices flowing. It will ask questions like, so in your market, what are the government's biggest health priorities? For the NGOs and other organizations that you engage with, what are their priorities? Are there missed opportunities? You know, are, are you hearing something that you didn't necessarily hear before or you weren't aware of? Um, are there uh, patient segments that you're not currently reaching with your services or products but are ripe for that product or service. So it asks a bunch of thought-provoking questions more to just get our teams thinking about the population needs, patient needs, how those match up to our, our goods and services and our expertise, our technical expertise as well, and how can you look for opportunities that you weren't currently aware of or hadn't even thought of. Along the same lines, the partner engagement um, part of the tool then helps them to think through, are there organizations out there that are working in this space that can help, uh, you know, you can work together with to help advance the issue? Um, are there, you know, are there organizations that can help you fill any data gaps, research organizations? So again, both subcomponents are really just trying to get our colleagues and our teams, and particularly our teams that are in the regions and that are on the front lines of our business, to really think about what are the social issues, what are the product services and technical expertise that we have as a company, and how do we do a better job of matching those, both to better address the social issue, but also to make our business more sustainable over the long run. Okay. And, and and you sit in corporate social responsibility. I sit in corporate responsibility, yes. Has this all been led by your team and, and out of CSR? So that's a great question. Um, I think we've been a driving force behind it. Um, we were the ones that introduced the concept of shared value into the organization. But we also quickly recognize that this cannot and should not be driven 100% by a corporate responsibility team. In order for this to take hold, it really needed to be embedded into the business. And that's one of the things that catalyzed our efforts to embed the concept of shared value, to embed an understanding of the sustainable development goals. We still serve as a support function, and we certainly um, raise awareness and promote this as much as we can. But the idea is to get our, our commercial colleagues, our marketing teams, our regional colleagues, to really understand the potential um, and the potential impact of shared value and the potential impact of, of our efforts to advance the sustainable development goals. So at the end of the day, if we, if we do this correctly, it should be an enterprise-wide uh, effort. So, Brenda, when you started implementing shared value across the organization, did you actually use the term shared value or how did you go about it? So interestingly, when we first started to advance the concept of shared value uh, within the company, we very quickly realized that there were skeptics um, that felt like this might be just you know, another conceptual idea that would be here today, gone tomorrow. We also had the challenge that the concept or the words shared value were being used by a different part of our organization, and it was being used to mean something different 
than the shared value concept that was being promoted by um, FSG and the Shared Value Initiative. So by virtue of that, we decided that in talking about shared value and trying to promote it uh, within the company, we would not use the terminology shared value, or we would try to avoid it as much as possible. And instead, we talked about mutually reinforcing social and business value. And that seemed to resonate more easily with folks. As time went on, and this other definition of shared value seemed to wane in the company, and as we were able to get uh, to gain more understanding of what we meant by shared value, we then started to use the terminology. And today, um, we actually are using it. For a while there, we were using the terminology integrated value, but now we've now come back to shared value. And the reason we came back to it is because as we talk about what we're doing externally, we found that shared value is now more and more understood by our external stakeholders. So we thought it made sense to just then move uh, to calling it shared value. Fantastic. And Brenda, thank you so much for sharing your insights and the activities that you've been undertaking um, at Merck and MSD. Um, it, it's, you know, I think congratulations on advancing shared value. It's, it's fabulous. Thank you. Thank you.